Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. My name is Richard Bryant, and I am your host. It's May 12th, 2020. This is the Corona Chronicles, Day 61. Hello, everyone. Here are today's news and notes. The big story being reported from all across the internet on your favorite theater website is that Hamilton is going to be released on July 3rd, 2020 on the Disney platform. That's right. The film has been moved forward by over a year. Disney will produce the cinematic release of the Broadway production of Hamilton in 2020 now, and it has been confirmed. Originally meant to be released in cinemas next year, the show will feature the original Broadway cast, including Lin-Manuel Miranda, Leslie Odom Jr., David Diggs, and more, and be available on Disney's platform on July 3rd. It will also be released in the UK. Disney reportedly paid $75 million for worldwide rights to the show, which was shot two weeks before the original cast left. Another of Miranda's hit musicals, In the Heights, is to be released in cinemas next year. Stage production of Hamilton is about the creation of the USA and one of its founding fathers, and it has its book, music, and lyrics are by Miranda. It is directed by Thomas Kale with choreography by Andy Blankenbuehler and musical supervision and orchestrations by Alex Lessamore and is based on Ron Chanel's biography of Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton features scenic design by David Corins, costume design by Paul Tazewell, line design by Howell Binkley, sound design by Nevin Steinberg, and hair and wig design by Charles G. Lapone. Also, props were done by Jay Duckworth. In other entertainment news, from our friends at What's On Stage, the Leave a Light On series has revealed its Week 9 lineup. More stars will perform live solo concerts from their houses next week. Having kicked off at the end of March and having raised thousands of dollars for artists so far, the concerts see musical performers give live concerts in their own homes. Appearing next week will be on Wednesday, May 20th at 6.30 p.m. Miracle Chance. You may have seen her in Be More Chill. On Thursday, May 21st at 4.30 p.m., Katie Rowley-Jones. She was the original Nessa Rose in Wicked of the London production and the original sister, Mary Robert, in Sister Act. On that same day at 6.30 p.m., Dave Willits will be performing. You may recognize him as one of the Jean Valjean in Les Mis or the Phantom in The Phantom of the Opera. To close out the week on Friday, May 22nd at 6.30 p.m., Jeanette Richard Noel, you may recognize her as one of the original West End cast of Six. Continuing on to tell you about some of the various things that are available online, from our friends at The Guardian, they posted the hottest front room seats, the best theater and dance to watch online. From live streams of new plays to classics from the archive, here are some of the top shows online now or coming soon. Of course, this page is updated daily. First, the National Theater at Home. 
The National has risen to the occasion by unveiling a mighty lineup of some of its greatest NT Live hits to be streamed online on Thursdays at 7 p.m. and then available for seven days. Simon Godwin's epic 2018 production of Antony and Cleopatra, starring Ralph Fiennes and Sophie Oconedo as the tragic lovers, is still available. Inua Elam's acclaimed Barbershop Chronicles, starring Fasao Akanande, Hamed Anemashwan, and Cyril Neri, is on May 14th. Tennessee Williams, A Streetcar Named Desire, with Gillian Anderson as Blanche, filmed at the Young Vic in 2014, is on May 21st. The Nationals' production of the political comedy This House by James Graham follows on May 28th. The Don Merwire House's 2013 staging of Coriolanus, starring Tom Hiddleston in the title role, is on June 4th. Speaking from personal experience, having had the option to watch the National Theater's Frankenstein was absolutely excellent and worth the time. Please check out the National Theater at home. Other shows that are going to be available. Kika's Birthday, a kid's show that captures the magic of cookery. This tale of mice planning a birthday celebration under the nose of a watchful cat is delightfully told by Dania Miller. The puppets are appealing in their ingenuity, not least the colander cat. This is a show to celebrate, and it's possibly the only time you'll be delighted to find a mouse peeping its nose out of a bag of flour. This is available to watch from the Watford Place from May 15th through the 29th. Also appearing, The Unknown Island. For her open production as the Gates Artistic Director, Ellen McDougall staged an intimate, hour-long adaptation of a Jose Saramago short story, which family saw the cast sharing bread, olives, and wine with the audience. You'll have to supply the snacks yourself, but this is a great chance to experience the bewitching 2017 production the Gates staging of Susie Stork by Majali Mugel, directed by Jean-Pierre Barrault, is also available. Both can be streamed until June 30th. The Royal Court, like all UK theatres, is closed to the, the lockdown, but you can visit it virtually in this intriguing installation by Hester Chillingworth called Caretaker. The stage is still set for Evie Crow's play Shoe Lady, as seen from Chillingworth's static camera in the balcony. Occasionally, it is cloaked in darkness, and occasionally we hear messages of hope. Principally, the installation becomes a space to savor the importance of theater going until the court invites audiences back to sit on those comfy leather chairs again. And our last highlighted event, A Tiger's Tale. Mike Kenny is a master story spinner, and he makes magic from a real-life tale in this nifty show created for children aged four and over by Rockdale's touring theater company, M6. It's the story of Ma, Pa, and Titch, a family of acrobats who are recruited for a circus act in Africa and return home with their own pet tiger, Ella. It's mild rather than wild, accompanied by gently jolly songs and some nimble tricks, and there's a splendid carriage contraption of a design. That is available until May 24th. Now, while I could take the time to read the entire list to you, I'd rather have you take the opportunity to check out theguardian.com and read for yourself some of the hottest front room seats, the best theater and dance for you to watch online. Page two from our friends at playbill.com. The arts, culture, and tourism sector is one of four advisory councils newly formed by Mayor Bill de Blasio. 
This article comes from Ryan McPhee. A number of key players in the New York City theater industry are on Mayor Bill de Blasio's newly formed Arts, Culture, and Tourism Sector Advisory Council, which will provide guidance and reopening insight as the city responds to the coronavirus pandemic. Among those on the council are Broadway League President Charlotte St. Martin, Lincoln Center Chief Communications and Marketing Officer Leah Johnson, Roundabout Theater Company Executive Director Julia Levy, 92nd Street Y Chief Executive Seth Pinsky, and Apollo Theater President and CEO Janelle Procope. De Blasio also appointed committees for labor and workforce, large businesses, small business, nonprofit and social services, public health and healthcare, faith-based, construction and real estate, education, and surface transportation sectors. Meanwhile, at the state level, St. Martin recently told Deadline that the Broadway League is working closely with Governor Andrew Cuomo's similar New York Forward Reopening Advisory Board, despite earlier reports that no Broadway representatives were included in the roster featuring over 100 businesses. Broadway shows are currently suspended officially through June 7th, though this date is likely to be extended as theaters and other mass gathering venues continue to navigate a sustainable business model in the wake of social distancing measures. Another story from Playbill.com. The Broadway shutdown extended through summer due to ongoing coronavirus crisis. This was presented by Ryan McPhee. Shows will remain dark as New York City grapples with the pandemic. As the weather warms and prospect of softer regulation looms, the Broadway League has confirmed that productions will now offer refunds and exchanges for performances through September 6th as Broadway remains dark over the summer. An exact return date has yet to be determined. Ticket holders for performances through September 6th will be contacted via email by their point of purchase with information regarding refund and exchange options. When the shutdown began March 12th, Broadway productions were given the order to close through April 12th. About a month in, that date was pushed to June 7th. While all Broadway shows would love to resume performances as soon as possible, we need to ensure the health and well-being of everyone who comes to the theater behind the curtain, and in front of it, before shows can return. The Broadway League's membership is working in cooperation with the theatrical unions, government officials, and health experts to determine the safest ways to restart our industry, said Broadway League President Charlotte St. Martin. Throughout this challenging time, we have been in close communication with Governor Cuomo's office and are grateful for his support and leadership as we work together to bring back this vital part of New York's economy and spirit. Page 3. From our friends at CITT-ICTS, an open letter to the renewal of the arts and culture. Reviving the arts and culture in the aftermath of COVID-19, a committee of experts addressed this issue. Relaunching arts and culture in the aftermath of COVID-19. The COVID-19 epidemic has shown once again how united Quebecers and Canadians are in times of crisis. With the support of their governments, artists, managers of businesses, and cultural organizations reacted quickly, accompanying citizens through this collective ordeal. The crisis has revealed the fragility of the cultural environment, but also its importance as a common good. Therefore, culture must play an important role in economic recovery. Two recent polls indicate that two-thirds of Quebecers are not ready to return to the auditorium or visit a museum, and that this concern could last up to six months after reopening. What should artists, 
managers, and their governments do by then? What priorities should guide a cultural sector recovery plan? Ten artists, artistic directors, and managers are launching a reflection on three main priorities for action, accompanied by measures to be implemented. Together, they represent a diversity of practices, and they employ more than a thousand professionals, including artists, craftsmen, technical, and educational staff, and cultural workers. To read the entire article, please visit CITT ICTS's Facebook page. The article is in English and in French. From our friends at USITT, today's feature from designers whose productions were canceled or postponed due to the global COVID-19 pandemic, we have costume designs from Kitty Massey. Kitty is a professor of theater and costume design at SUNY Oswego Theater and was the costume designer for the school's production of She Kills Monsters. Here's what Kitty said about her designs. The show had a very 1990s flavor for those not in the Dungeons and Dragons world. The use of black light and neon paints were to be the highlight of the other world of D&D. Our monsters were begun with a morph suit and additions as each monster was added or subtracted to make the next round of creatures to be battled. To view all her color and costume plates, please visit USITT's Facebook page and also their other social media platforms. In other news, the USITT Technical Production Commission will be holding its annual meeting this Thursday, May 14th at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. The meeting will be streamed live via Zoom and is available for anyone who is interested to attend. You can learn more about the Technical Production Commission at usitt.org slash technicalproductioncommission. In other meeting news, USITT's Education Commission will also be holding its annual meeting. This meeting will be, be taking place on Tuesday, May 19th at 4 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. The meeting will be streaming live via Zoom and is available for anyone who is interested to attend. You can learn more, more about the Education Commission by visiting usitt.org slash education commission. And in our final news story, USITT now brings you the news at noon. The news at noon will provide you the latest and most up-to-date industry news, give you a behind-the-scenes look at everything USITT, and keep you up-to-date on all things related to their 2021 conference and stage expo coming up March 2021 in Columbus, Ohio. As always, please make sure to check out USITT's many social media platforms, as well as visit their website at usitt.org. Before I conclude today's podcast, I want to extend my gratitude to the members of our armed services, to our healthcare workers, to our nurses and doctors, to our first responders, our police, fire, and emergency service officers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please join me in continuing to support these women and men as they face this near impossible task of saving lives in the face of such great adversity. Please support your local food banks and shelters. If possible, donate blood at one of your local Red Crosses. Be sure to check in on the elderly and support those who have special needs. Reach out to a friend and help not only make their day, but also improve your own. Please support your small and local businesses as well. 
Be sure to continue to practice good hygiene, wearing of personal protective equipment, and social distancing. Every little bit helps. As I conclude, I'd like to leave you with this quote from Lynn Manuel Miranda. He said, my wife's the reason anything gets done. She nudges me towards promise by degrees. She is a perfect symphony of one, our son is her most beautiful reprise. We chase the melodies that seem to find us until they've finished songs and start to play. When senseless acts of tragedy remind us that nothing here is promised, not one day. This show is proof that history remembers. We live in times when hate and fear seem stronger. We rise and fall in light from dying embers, remembrances that hope and love last longer. And love is love, is love, is love, is love, is love, is love cannot be killed or swept aside. I sing Vanessa's symphony. Eliza tells her story. Now fill the world with music and pride. My name is Richard Bryant, and I have been your host. It's May 12th, 2020. This has been the Corona Chronicles, Day 61. Take care, be well, and good night. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions on how to make this podcast better, please send them to archivett24 at yahoo.com. Again, that's archivett24 at yahoo.com.